a Podcast One production. Hi, I'm Nat Kringudis. And I'm Cecilia Ramsdale. Welcome to The Wellness Collective, a podcast where we invite you to be part of our wellness community to share, learn and live better. One good thing about this strange time we live in at Kringudis right now as we record is that lots of people are at home and we are calling them up and getting them on the Wellness Collective podcast. Well, we can't actually have three of us in the studio anyway, so <laughs> everyone's at home and they've got time to spare. It's no. amazing. Well, I mean, this is the thing. You could just maybe get anyone on the phone right now. Mick Jagger, <laughs> the Queen, anybody in England, that's they're not, all home. That's actually not true. I think the people that want to come on will come on. Yeah, well, probably. <laughs> but this, the good thing is for us, we can hog all the good people. So that's what we're doing today. I know. We have a very special guest today, Rachel Finch. Who, Rach, do you want to tell everybody who you are and what you do? Hi, Angels. Um, thank you for having me. I certainly want to come on and chat to you guys. So basically, I started my career as a model and then transitioned more into the health space. Um, I have four different businesses. We've got uh, an apparel uh, activewear brand. We've got a kind um, essential oil perfume. And our two, I guess, most busiest brands are our um, body program. So it's an online health and wellness program and our Kissed Earth supplement. So we sell collagen, vegan proteins, greens, powders, and things like that. I do that 100% with my um, with my husband, Michael, who I met 10 years ago on Dancing with the Stars and oh, we fell in love. love. We um, had two amazing children. So we've got Violet, who's six, and Dominic, who's three. So it's a really phenomenal relationship and I'm very blessed. Was he one of the dancers? He was, yes. Yeah. So I remember clearly that moment walking into the rehearsal studio and frazzled hair, my, you know, my leggings, which were ripped at the bottom, <laughs> like not, any, not one second of, of dance experience. And I remember walking in, looking at Misha going, he's got to be gay. (laughs) He is so perfect from top to toe, like, okay. And then we met, we had that lesson and then we went down to the cafe underneath the rehearsal studio that, um, that day and literally sat there for four hours and just talked and talked. And then... Three weeks later, I think I had my toothbrush at his place and... He wasn't yeah, gay. We still Amazing. Are. He wasn't gay. <laughs> Luckily for me. <laughs> well, it's actually a real delight to watch you guys on your socials because you are really open and share so much of yourself as a family. And so I'd invite anyone to go and um, check out. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it's not the Finches. What's What's... The family uh, surname. Yeah, we're Mizeners, M-I-Z-I-N-E-R, on all my documentation, mm. um, but it's easy for people just to remember Finch because that's through, like, a lot of the work that I've done. Absolutely. So. He swept <laughs> you off your feet. I like that. He that's very did. sweet, literally. Yeah, yeah, it's a funny story. And and the good thing is, from our perspective, we've got a lot of that meeting um, on film. So oh, all of that... That first, those first memories we've captured on camera. You really do have a highlight reel, like the highlight reel of (laughs) highlight reels. Which I guess too is great if you're having a time where you're like, oh, really? I mean, it doesn't sound like you do often, but you know, there's times in your relationship where you're like, I think we're a bit over each other right now. It happens (laughs) for everyone, especially being stuck in the same house for a lot of hours, as many people have been doing over the last couple of months. Nice to be able to go, let's go back and relive the glory days. I know, it's that seven-year itch, do they say? Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, I find, I find that quite interesting. Like, obviously, 
um, there's the honeymoon period and that wears off. And I think as a couple, you've really got to work hard to keep things interesting, keep that that love burning, um, particularly with small children. You know, that can take mm. such a toll on the relationship. The children are at different ages, so they require different energy, different activities. We're in a um, apartment, you know, in, in a high-level apartment, so it's like we don't have access to just open the open the balcony doors and run out into the grass. And so we're kind of living in each other's pockets, mm. which is beautiful, but I think just really important to ensure that you are dedicating some space for yourself as a couple and then as a family. And that's been a challenge for us over the past 10 years, just to make sure that the balance has been in flow and, and deciding what we need and how we go about um, balancing that. That was one of my questions. Are you the person, because we obviously are all isolating at the moment, um, are you the person that needs space? And if you are, how do you cope with that at the moment? Or maybe mm. you don't. Maybe you're the person that just loves being, my, I mean, my husband loves being together mm. and I'm the yes. one that's like, I need my space. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a bit of both, but I'm definitely more skewed to the alone time type of person. I'm definitely, despite what I do for work and I've done, I've worked on Channel 7 for the past 10 years and done a lot of presenting and um, radio and and a lot of people might see me as this extrovert, but I'm very much an introvert and I love my thinking alone quiet time and I regain my energy when I'm alone and I feel most, I feel most creative, I feel most full when I'm as kind of selfish as that sounds, I do feel my best when I and 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 most invigorated when I'm alone because that's when I'm regaining my energy. But in saying that, I know it's still important to ensure that it's balanced with social and family time as well. Misha, on the other hand, is the complete opposite to me. We are like yin and yang and he needs to be around people like your hubby Nat. Like if he's not around people, he feels bored, he feels lonely, he feels like something's missing, life is going by, he's getting old. <laughs> so There's a yeah, lot I'm of uh, contemplating of that kind of stuff going on right now. Mm. I actually said to my husband the other day, I really miss people. And yeah. to see someone. Other than you. <laughs> well, not other than him, but just in a, you know, a social sense. Yeah. So, you know, the kids have mm. been doing Zoom conferences with their friends and all that kind of stuff. But to be honest, at the end of the day, there's been lots of talk of having a wine on, on online with friends. I can't be bothered. I'm so tired <laughs> from all the stuff that's been going on, all the snacks and all the meals you've prepared and, you know, trying to get work mm. squeezed in between everything else and going for a bike ride and watching people on the mm. trampoline and all of the things that are going on in your tiny world that Mm. it's actually really tiring but this day I just said to him I just feel like today I just need to see somebody and he goes Mm. (laughs) he goes I'm I'm quite used to this world well I love this you know I love being at home and not feeling obliged (laughs) to go anywhere or do anything so yeah it's really it's it's actually been an interesting time for me personally, and I wonder if it's been a broader thing, like you say, you notice Nat with your husband that he likes the all in. But to be able to, like you say, Rachel, stand up and say, I need some time by myself and it's okay. I don't have to justify it. Like we've been together all day and right now I just need half an hour to get on top of mm. this or go and read well, or and mm. not have to explain it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And you know what? Everyone is taking this completely different. So people who are used to being at home and like that alone time, I think maybe uh, dealing with it a lot better because that's what they're naturally um, prone to and that's what their body 
knows and likes most. Mm. People that are more social, obviously they might be struggling a little bit because this it does feel like we're in a bit of a cage. So I think making sure that you've got um, a routine in place at home, that for us has been paramount. And particularly for the kids, you know, we're, got, we're used to every weekend going out and seeing grandma, birthday parties, you know, like it's, there's none of that anymore. So even just walking down through Westfield, like that, even though it's such a simple thing, but that takes up a couple of hours. The kids are looking at things, they're entertained. Um, so when you remove that out of the equation and, and we are at home, it's thinking, well, okay, let's get some structure and some routine in place. And that for us has been a, a huge help. So we get up, we have our breakfasts, we have our coffee, we get outside the house straight away, we get our daily movement in. That then sets us up for a really good headspace for the, for the rest of the day. Lunch comes. If this is a, a school week, obviously I've got to take Violet through all of her schoolwork. So that's thrown in another, you know, <laughs> ball into the equation. It's like yep. I'm a teacher, we're running a business, I'm a mum, I'm trying to court, I'm trying to like keep my marriage alive. I'm trying to <laughs> so there's so many pieces of the puzzle um, that we've got to to play with. But it's yeah, I think just reminding ourselves that what we've got is right now this specific moment and in this moment I'm okay you know and then we take a step forward which might be this afternoon or tomorrow and and we are okay and just it's I think Wim Hof said this recently in um in an interview he was talking about climbing one of the tallest mountains in the world with literally wearing nothing he 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 will be doing that soon and someone said to him in the in an interview aren't you scared about climbing the tallest mountain in the world with like next to nothing on and he goes, it's not a mountain. It's just a step followed by a next step, followed by another step. And I, I found that really inspiring because it is, you can look at it as a mountain. You can look at it as this big overwhelming t- catastrophe. And, and yes, it is when, when you do assess it like that. But if you just take it step by step mm. and understand that, you know, and, and appreciate and, and find gratitude for the things that you've got in your life at this particular moment. It helps you get to the next step and no, then the next step. It helps so you stay I, positive I, about what's going on too, doesn't it? Exactly. And it just helps build that positive energy and that positive fire, which we, which we need more than ever right now. And I think this whole predicament has really given us an opportunity to dive really deep into our personal life, how we're taking care of ourselves, how we're taking care of our family and how we're taking care of the wider community, you know. And it's just been the most um, eye-opening experience. And, yeah, it's absolutely devastating, but we're going back to all those basics, home cooking. Yes. You know, being with the family, sitting, sitting on a dinner table with the family every single night, thinking about, like you were saying, what the hell am I cooking for breakfast, lunch, dinner? <laughs> I love my kitchen. I would marry my kitchen, but even I'm getting sick yeah. of preparing. It's all the work. dishes. Like, You're like, oh, more <laughs> oh. dishes. Oh, who'd put that? Hey, um, on that, yeah. I have a theory at the end of mm-hmm. this, we're either going to be really fit or really fat. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I thought I wanted to ask because I think when this first all happened, it was a bit of a novelty. It was a bit like, ooh, I so like, ooh, yeah, let's like. And I have to say, I really love training in our gym environment. Our gym is a very small gym. It's very intimate. Um, You know, it's it's a CrossFit gym and I can't tell you how much I'm missing that. And so to try and replicate that at home, well, I just 
can't replicate that same type of workout at home. And so mm. I kind of just kept thinking, oh, yeah, I'll get to it. And, you know, we've got the bikes out and we're going for a bike ride. Let me tell you, but riding your bike <laughs> with a seven-year-old and his little feet going around is not exercise. <laughs> like I'm just like, it's, I might as well be walking Don't along behind me. you new bike with gears. Here you go. It's an opportunity. Well, so I do that, but I still end up going faster than him. <laughs> so I've got to like, it's just, but the point is that, I have been feeling increasingly awful. And so yesterday, finally, and we've hired some weights for home and whatever. Yesterday, I was like, okay, you are sitting here. You feel foul. I feel like I really need to lift something heavy. And so I just went and did a little workout. And I I said to Chris this morning when we woke up, I feel so much better today for Mm. actually moving my body. But what would Mm. you say to those people who are listening? How do we keep motivated? I think going back to creating that routine is really important. So if you say, oh, I just, I've got to do something and you're not structuring throughout the day, like this is how the day is going to operate, then it gets pushed to the side, you know, and then the to-do list gets bigger and bigger and you kind of just get less motivated as the day goes on. And I don't know about you ladies, but as soon as like four to five o'clock hits, particularly with young kids, I'm outy. I'm signing out of all my emails. I'm like, <laughs> do not disturb, line comes on. So for me, if I don't, that peak hour for me is like 9 till 11 a.m. And if I don't get my movement or my, you know, maybe I could stretch that out a bit, 8 till 12. If I don't do something physically or move my body in that time frame, then I definitely feel uh, like I will miss it out. So creating that structure, creating that routine, trying to create your Make your home an inspiring space to the best of your ability. So when we first, uh, even though we are in an apartment and it's, it's small and there's kids, small children to look after within the space, I still try to make our space as warm and inviting and inspiring as possible. So our entire place is decked out with plants. I like to keep things quite clean. A lot of people uh, might mistake me for having OCD, but I just <laughs> like, like having a really like simple, clean space because when I come in, my head feels clear. I feel I feel motivated to do things versus having a complete, you know, you got to start from everywhere. scratch. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So the space that we're living in, I think, is really important and making sure that that's inviting. I've got essential oils constantly being diffused all the time. Bringing on friends and support. So a lot of people are now that are doing my program are Zooming with their girlfriends while they're doing one of the workouts. And I find that awesome. Like I think that's such a clever idea. It, like us, we're Zooming now so we can see each other. Even though we're not there in person, I still feel a connection. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. So that I think is still really powerful. So I think keeping up that as much as possible and just being creative and using this as an opportunity to say, okay, well, how can I stay active and maybe I can grab a skipping rope and take up skipping or do some dance classes or start some yoga, something that I haven't tried before, but utilising it as an opportunity to try something new. took the kids for a bike ride the other day and you know when you, you know when you realize you think the same as everybody else it was like three o'clock in the afternoon <laughs> and the sun was out and we were like my husband goes right we've got to get out of the house I was like yeah okay let's go so we've got this beautiful park just near our house and there's a river and stuff so we went down and usually there's you, you pass maybe three or four people it was chockers and the funniest part was like you say people are like I've got to get out of the house I can't go to the cafe or wander around Westfield 
I'll go for a bike ride. So there's all these clunker old bikes from the garage that haven't seen any tarmac for seven, eight, nine years and these chunky old blokes riding on them chasing their teenage boys. It was actually hilarious but gorgeous because, you know, all of a sudden these people have been presented with an opportunity that they wouldn't have taken otherwise and myself included because I'm hopeless with exercise. Nat's really good. She's got a CrossFit. I, I can find any excuse in the world not to do exercise. And I just I just find it boring. That's my problem. So at the moment, though, I'm like, right, I'm getting out of the house for half an hour by myself. So off I go for a walk and then I come back. Yeah. And then, you know, if everybody wants to do some exercise, I'll go. And yesterday I was on the trampoline with my daughter. How was your pelvis? Prolapse. Pelvis. Um, not pelvis. Mildly concerned about. But, you know, you've got to do what you got to do. <laughs> that's the thing. I think you need to find the things that resonate with you that make you feel good. What motivates you? Mm. Is it music? Do you enjoy music, calling people friends? You know mine dance? too. I like to actually have a purpose. So for, we need to get milk or something. That's my purpose. So I'll walk to the shop and get the milk. Perfect. I think yeah. you're right. It's different for everyone. And I think identifying what that can be for you is really important because, mm. you know, if you don't fit into the boxes, you just, mm. yeah, you don't feel like there's anything for you sometimes. Mm. And purpose can change as well. So it could be it could be something simple as we need milk and 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 going to pick up the milk and, and walking a distance to pick up that. It could be something deeper, like something that's incredibly integral right now is our health and our and our longevity. And how are you going to feel after this workout? Really visualize how your body is going to feel if you dedicate a significant chunk of time throughout your week to move your body and nourish it in a particular way. For me, that's what motivates me. I want to feel good. I want to be a good mum. I want to have energy. I want to be vibrant. I don't want to be this dull, disgusting, boring version of Rachel. Like I, that's why I get into bed early every day. It's why I turn technology off. It's why I prioritize my meals and my nutrition because I feel crap when I eat crap food and processed food. I know that because I've listened to my body enough to understand that, and most of us do. And I feel like the five minutes in the mouth is not worth the 50 years down the track <laughs> like that it continues to build up on, you I know? I found that really interesting about alcohol, actually. There's been so much talk of people in isolation going, oh, it's time for a wine and it's only 11 o'clock <laughs> in the morning. And I'm like, I actually don't feel like drinking anything. No, oh, not for yeah, me. No, not, at, not, not at that time. No, no. right. Okay. okay. Um, but it depends yeah. on what the day's been like. But I also have to say today <laughs> is the first day of homeschooling. So ask me that at five o'clock. Well, <laughs> school thing, at like, home. This is what I'm calling it. School at home. Homeschooling makes you feel like you have to come up with all this curriculum and stuff. It's not. You just have to make sure they're doing their schoolwork. Just not. Well, yeah, but you've got to sit with them. It's not like you leave them there for six to seven hours and you go, okay, Angel, I'll be back in eight hours when you're finished. (laughs) Alice Nichols shared something yesterday that was really cool. It's like we're not homeschooling. We are just looking after our children at home and trying to do the best we can with education Mm -hmm. that's supposed Mm -hmm. to be at school and trying to remove that that, um, burden. Yeah. And I actually did another interview this morning um, and it was really awesome with a friend of mine. But what she was saying was that when she was little, Everyone told her that she was dumb and she was heavily abused and that was part of her 
inability to learn. And she said she Mm. got to being around 11 and she one day decided, I don't want to be dumb. I want to be really smart. And so she decided that she was just going to read books. That's all she was going to do. And she said that she ended up being like top of her class and she's now amazing. And she's like, if you're really struggling, just get your kids to read some books. She's like, at the Mm. end of the day, reading, she goes, reading made me smart. And we're not teachers. Well, I'm certainly no, well, not. This so the thing, we're not. And we're not mm. expected to be the ones that are setting it all for the kids. So I think there's been this really weird misnomer out there that yeah, the people definitely have definitely taking the pressure off and removing that feeling of overwhelm that it has to be perfect. And you're right, just getting them to read a book. I think we do. We have to be creative right now. And it is, it's a little bit tricky, but I think we're all in this together. And I think that's part of it. We are. So I think, yeah, just taking the the load of pressure off first and foremost, and we can only control what we can control. You know, as I was saying before, one step today, one step tomorrow, and this too shall pass. That's another really good one. You know, it will eventually pass. We won't be like this forever. Just reminding ourselves of that I think is really important. And you girls are probably very passionate as as well about your meditation and your mindfulness and making sure that you've got some component of the day set aside for that. Do you know what? I honestly feel if... Do you guys both meditate? I don't meditate. I find it really hard. I think you find it hard too, don't you? No, I've really um, in the last probably six months had just fallen into actually embracing it. Okay, good. But the thing is, again, going back to my idea that, you know, doing your doing your physical ed is, is I've yes. got to do it my own way. I've realised though for me that that time that I put aside for me to just be mindful happens when I wake up and when I go Mm. to bed. So when I wake up in the morning, because especially everyone's home and I know for the whole day we're all going to be together, Mm. I just spend 15, 20 minutes in bed, awake, just listening to the radio, Mm. you know, and it's my time to just get ready for the day. got that time to be ready to put my feet on the carpet and get going. Yeah, that's beautiful. You know, and that's my version. I've um, more recently, I guess probably, like I said, the last six months, I worked out that if I actually got everybody ready for the day and that was all done, I had no excuse then not to carve out half an hour to mm. do it my way. And 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 mm. so that's really what works for me is I've got to have them all ready. Yes. Then I have no excuse. Then I sit there for half an hour and they're all out doing what they need to do. They know mummy's, I'm working out of my bedroom part-time at the moment, so that's mm. fun. But they think <laughs> I'm working and I'm just sitting there, you know, and I'm also open to the fact that I might be interrupted and that's fine, whatever. Yes. Yeah, you yeah. know. Yeah, And um, you know what, I think it also changes depending on what stage you're at in your life and also how old your kids are. Mm-hmm. When I had both Violet and Dom as newborns, obviously number one priority was always them making sure that they're fed, they're looked after. And I was a bit like, I had the mindset like that, Nat, where you were saying that once I get them organised, then it's me and that was very much me for a long time. Now they're a little bit older, I kind of... When I, I, I've kind of skewed more now when I wake up, I sit at the end of my bed, meditate for 20 minutes, have a shower and I do my morning routine at the start of the day, get everything out. I come downstairs relaxed. Mind you, I'm very lucky. My husband comes down at 6am with the kids and looks after them for those one and a half hours um, and gives me that space to do that. So I am very lucky um, in that respect. A lot of people, um, a lot of people's partners are going off to work or doing something else as well. Um, but yeah, I think it depends where you're at in your life. But I've, I've just noticed that my ability to stay calm in those chaotic situations with the constant 
practice of meditation and a deep meditation of, you know, at first it was listening to YouTube clips and doing guided meditation. Then it got to, oh, I can sit here for 10 minutes without thinking. And then it got to, oh, I'm sitting here for 12 minutes now and I'm not, I'm not thinking that's good. That's amazing. And then I learned, then I learned Vedic meditation, which was a mantra based meditation. So I repeat a mantra softly softly in my head over and over and over and over again until it just goes out of my head and I forget it. And I'm sitting there then for say the the rest of the 10 minutes, so 20 minutes in total, literally just in my own energy and in my own presence. And that then just has a huge flow on effect with clarity, my focus, my connection to myself, my ability to find more gratitude in my life. But then I always go back to at 20 minutes on the top of your bed is something that works for you and allows you to get out of your thoughts and just be present in your body. Do that. If, if your morning walk is your mindfulness session and you're walking along, you're not thinking about the emails, you're not thinking about the work, you're not thinking about all the stress that's coming, you're just being present in the environment, you're listening to the birds, you feel the temperature on your skin. If that is your ability to get out of your head and into your body, then do it. So just find what works for your lifestyle and what works for you. For me personally, I've just found that the Vedic meditation on a a nice deep level has had a profound effect on my life personally. And it's like brushing my teeth. You know, it's a non-negotiable. I don't get up and go, oh, no, it'll be right today. Like I wouldn't (laughs) leave that after that brushing my teeth. (laughs) For me, that's a mental cleanse. Yeah, You know, we train our body and we're, we're constantly trying to move our body to train our muscles and keep our body fit. It's like the mind benefits from stillness. So in order for it to thrive and to do what you want it to do on an optimum level, it, 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 they've, they've shown the neurological pathways are redefined and, and redetermined when the mind is not thinking and it's at a complete state of stillness. Also, at the moment, I am really loving the fact that, oh, I remember maybe like two months ago when you'd speak to someone and you'd be like, oh, how are you going? And the first thing everyone would say is, oh, I've been so busy. Mm-hmm. I know. <laughs> and it doesn't fly anymore. <laughs> no, I know. No. no one can hide behind I'm busy because yeah. no one gives a rats. <laughs> yeah. But it's also a, a real challenge to talk about anything <laughs> else because it's not like I went to my cousin's wedding on the weekend <laughs> or I had a hot date. Talk about <laughs> over the wine on Zoom. It's very funny. How'd you, how, how was your day? Oh, yeah, uh-huh. I, I went and looked at my basil growing <laughs> in the garden. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? It's Funnily though, that you I say like that, I, I feel like even though we're confined to our houses, I feel like I I am busier than ever, even <laughs> yes. though <laughs> it's yeah. it's ridiculous. But I've, I've read this quote um, the other day and we put it up on our Instagram page and it was like, travel plans this Easter weekend to the window, <laughs> to the wall, and I might go down the hall. <laughs> It's Um, so true. It's so true. We need these in our life, right? Correct. And I think this is where social media has connected everybody (laughs) like never before. And as much as we've poo pooed it over time, and everyone knows my opinion on that, um, I think that we're all going, thank goodness for Facebook. Mm. Thank goodness for Zoom. Thank goodness for Instagram because it's keeping us all you know, connected, laughing, light and, you know. And also too, like the other day my kids wanted to watch some boring thing on YouTube and I was like, no, we're going to the Louvre. 
So we went to Paris and we did a tour of the Louvre for an hour. And they're like, oh. when are we going to see the Mona Lisa? Isn't this the point? And I was like, yeah, I don't know. The guy's taking watching. us on the whole thing before we get to the Mona Lisa. They watched the whole thing and they've mentioned it, you know, five or six times oh, since. Wow. I have to yeah. maybe bunker them down with yeah, the iPad. They can take yeah. a tour of, I don't because know, there's know all what. kinds of things. Right, there you go. That's pretty cool. Rach, do you want to just let everybody know where they can connect with you both on socials and online? Yeah, for sure. So as we mentioned, Insta is pretty much our number one at the moment. My account is just Rachel underscore Finch. I pretty much put our whole life on Instagram. Um, I, I love, you know, chatting to people via DM and in the comment section. So yeah, just over on Insta is probably best. Brilliant. Well, thank you for taking the time to chat with us today. It's been I think delightful. My pleasure, beautiful yeah, ladies. Think... Thank you for having me. Love yeah. me to see your faces. Yeah, you too. I <laughs> think... One more thing before oh. we let you go. Just yeah. quickly, what are your thoughts about everyone's gut health in a couple of months, given the amount of sanitizer in our world? <laughs> I know. D- does sanitizer block out viruses? Well, it depends I on mean, who you ask. They did say that, and then other people have said that it does wipe out COVID if it has a certain amount of alcohol in the sanitizer. Oh, the, the alcohol content. Yeah, you yeah. know what? It's it's obviously a 50-50. It's a double-edged sword. Mm. We obviously want to stop the spread of this as quickly as possible. So, you know, if we're all sitting in our houses and if you're fit and healthy, it's all well and good. But as soon as someone close to you catches it and gets sick, and God forbid that be our parents or our grandparents, then it really becomes a kick in the ass situation mm. and you don't mind every single person mm. sanitizing their hands. Yeah. Um, on the other end of it, it's like, you know, making sure our immunity and our gut health is top priority um, should be the, you know, the biggest thing that we're trying to focus on internally at the moment. So, I think yeah, at any keep, time that should be our focus. So, oh, you know. Absolutely, thing, but we're just it? seeing exploding at the moment. Yeah. But, yeah, as I said at the start, I think it's it's causing people to dive deeper into what's going on internally and really assess how they're looking after their health. I love seeing a lot more of this home cooking as much as we're getting sick of it, but it's like going back to basic. We'll never say that you've got nothing to do at home again because we know we know yeah. now that there's plenty of activities. Um, we need to nourish ourselves, just eat real food, move your body daily, find some sort of mindfulness, um, chat to people, keep up that um, social connection, obviously the, not the physical one but the social one to keep that love and connection facet um, thriving and just go easy on yourself. Mm, great advice. We will have to say goodbye but before we do, quick. You know what? I think there's a new review. (gasps) (laughs) Okay, it says, binge listening. I love, love, love these podcasts. I've just listened to episode 45 with the penis guy. My son was born with hypospadias in 2003 and as a first-time mum, I'd never heard of it. No. All right. I always thought it was something I'd done or didn't do whilst I was pregnant. I guess I'll never know, but this episode made me feel better. Oh, that's good. I know, right? However... Now I'm worried that my 16-year-old may have fertility issues when he's older. Thank you for your episodes. If you read this one out, I probably won't hear it for some time as I'm plodding through all of the previous episodes. Keep up the fantastic content. Oh, that's oh, nice. you guys rock. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, Rachel, please feel do. free to put a review on. You can <laughs> yeah, put you this one. Just, yep, you can yep. just add your own review. You can probably just rate your own episode. That's you right, can go back and say, this five, is the best one. Rachel Finch is good, five, isn't she? Five stars, ladies. Five thank stars. you, thank you. Oh, well. All well, right, I've, thanks for joining yeah, us. Yeah, thank you for joining us. This has been great. And obviously, like always, we mm. do hope that this episode has left you feeling happier, happier. healthier and better. 